0: Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles. And let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his
1: message for us today. Take your Bibles, take your Bibles, and turn to John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 16. You should know this. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have what? Everlasting life. This verse is the entire gospel in a nutshell. All right. So as we look at this today, and I'm going to guess some of you've never really actually studied it. You've heard it. You know about it, but you've never studied it. Uh, it is a beautiful verse, and i want to I want to look at four different angles to this verse number one in your notes take take notes I hope you will Number one, write this down is the word context? everybody say context and we talk about context you know whenever you read a verse uh, like we 're doing, you want to know the context of this verse to fully understand it and the context is that this verse was in the middle of a conversation between Jesus and a man named Nicodemus. And so in that conversation, Jesus says these words in John 3, verse 15. He says, Nicodemus, everyone who believes, not not following the law, it's everyone who believes in him may have what? Eternal life. For God, Nicodemus, So loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Jesus is telling the entire world That the law can never save a person, but only Jesus Christ can save an individual. But then we have number two, write this down quickly, the word compassion. Compassion. First six words of this famous verse, for God so loved the world. And that is the heart of the gospel. That's the heart of the church. That's the heart of Jesus that's the heart of God. That's the heart of everything. That God in heaven loves all mankind. I want you to write these three words down as quickly as you can. His love is undeserved. His love is unconditional. And his love is unsurpassed. There's, there's nothing that measures up to the love of God. And there's nothing you've ever done to deserve the love of God. And He's going to love you whether you're following Him, and He's going to love you if you're not following Him. We as a nation, we are as lost as lost can be. But in spite of our lostness, in spite of our disobedience, in spite of our irreverence for God, there is a God up above whose compassion never fails, His love never fades, and His mercy endures forever. Which leads us to the cross, point number three. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. I find a couple truths in this cross. One is that when God gives His Son, it is, you you cannot forget that it is a sacrifice because it was His only child. On the cross, God in heaven gave up. He gave up His one and only Son. Who does that? Nobody does that. I have three children. I wouldn't give up any of the three children for any of you. And I love you. I just love my, I love my children. You've got to have them to get the grandchildren. got to keep everything in perspective, ladies and gentlemen. I only have one son. One son. I wouldn't give him up for anyone. I, I love him too much. God only had one son, and his son was perfect. His son never disobeyed. His son never disobeyed or dishonored his father. He was perfect in every way. He was was always pleasing his heavenly father. Yet God, because of his love for us, willingly, at great, great sacrifice... He allows Jesus to go to that cross and to die a cruel, excruciating death with nails going through his hands and his feet. His back was beaten uh, bloody raw, his face was beaten beyond human recognition. Uh, they put a crown of long, razor sharp thorns upon his brow. Just for you and for me, you see, it was, it was a sacrifice. But secondly, write this down, and you cannot neglect this, because this is the heart of the cross. It was a substitute. Jesus was a substitute. He goes to that cross and dies in your place. That's the whole thing of the cross is that you and I should have been the ones that were killed because of our sins, but he took our place. I've got a little box there. There's a little box in your notes, and this is like, this is like 101 stuff, but Romans 3.23 says all have sinned. You should circle the word all. all ha- say the word all. That's all of us. We all have done what? it's every one of us. I mean, look around. You, you see, you see any angel wings back here? No, I don't have them yet. And neither do you. We've all sinned. Your preacher is sent. You've sent person next to you. sinned. everybody. Raise your hand. Be honest. Raise your hand. If you've ever sinned, committed a sin, raise your hand. Now look around, leave them up. If you see someone not with their hand up, they're a liar. They're the biggest biggest sinner in here. Uh, we've all sinned. And so uh, Romans 6.23 says that the wages, the penalty, the result, the, the consequences of sin is death. There's a penalty to be paid. That sin is what separates us from God in this life and in the life to come. So sin is a big deal. Now, there's no churches in America that talk about sin anymore. But sin is a big deal. Our sin is what separates us from God. But you've got to love Romans 5, 8 that says this, God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us us. Those four words are in the Bible. Christ died for us. Christ died for us. God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, we should have been the ones who should have died on that cross because we were the ones that committed the sin. Jesus committed no sin. Now you and I, we don't think this way. We, we, this is not how we operate. We operate That if you did wrong, you should be the one that has to pay for that. If you committed a crime, you should be the one that does the time. That's how we think. If you're the one who's unfair, then you're the one that should be treated or suffer for that, for being an unfair person and so on. But God sees us in our sin, our transgressions, in our immorality, in our waywardness, and he says, no, 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 I I know you should have to die because you're the one that did wrong. But God says, you step aside, and my son Jesus is going to climb up on that cross in your place. Christ died for us. There's a, uh, there's a song called The Old Rugged Cross. How many of you have ever heard of an old hymn, The Old Rugged? We don't sing hymns much anymore. The Old Rugged Cross. And that hymn speaks of our lostness. It speaks of our blindness. It speaks of our failures. The Old Rugged Cross says that we were so hopelessly far gone that God had to resort to something unspeakably reprehensible to save us and so he allows the death of his son upon an instrument the cross is an instrument of torture but God allowed that horrible death to be the loving sacrifice to cover our horrible sins I want you to know I want you to hear I want you to listen you do not get to go to heaven if you brush up on your people skills you don't get to go to heaven if you give a few dollars to a homeless person that's a nice gesture but that's not going to earn you into heaven you don't get to go to heaven just because you go to church a couple times a week a couple times a year you don't get to go to heaven just because you recycle plastic bottles to help save the planet it's not going to get you into heaven You don't get to go to heaven if you drive a Prius to your Pilates class. (laughs) The old rugged bloodied cross tells me that my righteousness is so far short and inadequate to obtain anything of value that it took a supernatural mystery that a God up in heaven who loved me so much who sends Jesus his one and only son to experience a cruel, violent death upon a cross to pay the penalty for my sins because God loves me that much. The cross is a bloody mess. And it's because our lives are so messy. We needed a messy cross. It takes a messy cross to heal this messed up world and to help this messed up life. The cross of Jesus Christ. And number four, write this down. Number four is the word certainty. Certainty. Say that word certainty. That's a good word. Stay with me. For God so loved the world. If anybody wants to be saved, you don't get to be saved if you obey all the Old Testament laws and you never make a mistake. God so loved the world that He gave up His one and only Son, Jesus, down across that whoever believes in Him, Jesus, You shall not perish, perish, but you will have what? Eternal life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's a couple truths here. Number one, you've got to get this. Eternity is in the balance. Eternity is in the balance. Don't walk out of here thinking, well, that was a good sermon. No, it's not whether or not this is a good sermon or not. The the question is whether or not you're prepared for eternity. That's, That's the good question because your decision your belief your faith in jesus or your lack of faith or your disbelief determines your eternal destiny for god so loved the world that he gave us one only son but whoever believes in him shall not perish if you're not a believer if you you know i go to church i don't really believe any of this stuff i don't I'm not really a follower of Jesus. I kind of do my own thing over it. I show up from time to time, but I'm really not a follower of Jesus. Your eternity is, in the, is at stake here. Because the scriptures teach in John three sixteen, and this is really the whole Bible summed up, in a way, the gospel, certainly the gospel summed up, that if anybody would come and just put their faith and trust and belief in Jesus, that God will give you this thing called Eternity, everlasting life. Heaven is at stake here. Now, write this down. This is good stuff. Everybody's invited. Whoever believes. You know, there's some clubs and some VIPs and some places you can't get into. But this table, where Jesus is at the head, you're all welcome to come. Anybody can come. <laughs> Revelation twenty two seventeen 17 says, The spirit and the bride say, Come, let him who hears say, Come, whoever is thirsty, let him come. This is at the very end of the Bible, you know, it says, Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Anyone can come today. Second Corinthians six, two tells us that today is the day of salvation today. Do not sit out there and go, well, you know, one day I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. But one day when I get settled down, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. No, 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 no. Today is the day of salvation today. Yesterday has gone. You had a chance yesterday, but it's gone. All the money in the world will never give you that chance you had yesterday. And tomorrow, there's no guarantee. There is no guarantee you'll be here tomorrow. Today, if you hear his voice, you come. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, that salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. I want you to stand for just a moment. I have to tell you one more story. Don't leave. I want you to stand for just a second. You see these doors over here to my left? You see those doors right over here? When I'm praying, when I'm finished praying in just a second, if you're here today and you've never made a public proclamation of your faith, You've never said, I want to follow Jesus. I want him to be my Lord. If you've never been baptized into his name, when I'm finished praying, just make your way down here and walk through these doors. We've had people at every service just flood down over here and just say, hey, I want to give my life to Christ. And if you've never done that, you need to do that today. I close. I close with this story on August 16th, the year 1987, a Northwest Airline Flight 225 took off in Detroit and crashed, killing 155 people on board that plane. There was one survivor on that plane. A little four-year-old girl named Cecilia. From Tempe, Arizona. And when they first got there, they did not believe that Cecilia was on board that flight. Because when the flight crashed, it landed on a highway and destroyed a bunch of automobiles. And they just assumed that Cecilia... Was inside one of those cars because everyone died that was on that flight that day, except that one little girl. They checked the flight manifest and they discovered that Cecilia was on that plane that crashed. How did she survive when everyone else died? they discovered that as that flight started to go down right before it crashed, right next to her, her mother unbuckled her own seat belt, got over in front of that little girl, got down on her knees, and put her arms around that little girl and held on to her with all of her might just to give her a chance. And that little girl was saved by the love of her mother. And not tragedy, not disaster, not the flames, nor the crash, nor height, nor death, neither life nor death, nothing could separate her from the love of her mom. And like that child caught in the middle of that disaster, we here today are trapped in our own sin, spiraling down to inevitable doom. But our God loved us so much that He leaves heaven and He reaches out His arms on the cross and dies so that you and me can have everlasting life if we come to him and bow the knee and confess with the tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord. Will you come today?
0: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.